With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to Garibaldi Red, Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live. My name's Matt Davis and I'm here to talk about Forest 2, Wickham Nil. I almost got the score then. Forest 2, Wickham Nil. <laughs> with Reds fan Lisa Fox. I was at the game as well. Uh, Lisa, good evening. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Are you? Yes, good. I've just warmed up. I, well, I shouldn't complain about being at football because, you know, no one else is, so it's a stupid thing to say. No, to. you shouldn't really but, complain too much. No, not to moan about the weather. Um, well, you must be in a good mood tonight. That was a, a good steady win, wasn't it, for Forest? It really was. It was, um, on paper, the game should be quite easy, but... We all know, as a Forest fan, that that generally de- doesn't tend to happen. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a very good result. Yeah, I don't mind admitting I thought um, it would be a poor game and Forest would win one 0 And someone who we both know said the same. Uh, so, for them to actually win pretty comfortably when they probably should have won by more uh, is, you know, definitely glass half full tonight heading into the international break. Um, what did you, uh, if we go back to two o'clock, what did you make of the team with two changes? And we thought it was going to be a change in formation, but it wasn't. So what did you make of the team in the end? No, I mean, I, even when, when you've got both Guerrero and um, and Taylor in there, you kind of knew to a degree that it wasn't going to be a four four two formation. And all these people were saying it's going to be four four two. It's like, it really isn't. Um, you know, the, the formation does tend to work. Um, so you just kind of say, okay, I'm, 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 I was all right with that. You know, the the team that, the, or the first eleven that we had in, um, did the job, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I've been a bit sceptical of Guerrero, having seen you know a little bit of him. Uh, in fact, the only thing I'd seen of him was the Coventry game when he came on and looked a bit too Rafamir for my liking, but um, which made me nervous. But I thought he was really good today, and he's given Luke Freeman a few worries, I would think, because he played in that deeper-lying forward role better than anyone I've seen this season. What did you make of him? Yeah, I thought he did really, really well. Um, I mean, Taylor, I think, will take the plaudits for his two goals and his work rate, and, you know, he was very, very good. Um, But Guerrero, what he did, you can't kind of shy away from. He did did play very, very well. Um, And I think that Knockout had a really good game, um, and he was um, given quite a lot of flack um, on social media, on Wednesday night, you know, that um, it's it's quite interesting, isn't it, that you see a player that comes into your side um, that has set the world alight everywhere else he's been and always been a thorn in your side and, and you think he's going to hit the ground running and, and firing on cylinders from day one and it really isn't like that. That's true. I just had to mute myself because uh, my kids are shouting in the background so sorry <laughs> if anyone heard that. I'm supposed to be in bed by now. Um, let's put a couple of comments down. We're streaming on Facebook. If anyone wants to comment, we'll uh, read those out and take a couple of questions. If anyone has any, um, David Stone played well in both halves at last. Sound like we played with confidence finally from Adam G. Um, 
very much good work to be done uh, in Chris We Trust. Um, I didn't read that out in my head before I read it. I normally read them for swear words, so thanks for not swearing, Chris Peacock. Um, do you think they played well consistently for 90 minutes? There was a bit of a sticky patch in the second half where Wickham could easily have made it 1-1 before Taylor scored his second. Yeah, and it was quite an interesting one, wasn't it, that? Because um, actually Forrest showed today um, what they are capable of. And in previous games, possibly under Hooton, um, we would have conceded and then we may well have gone on to to lose the game or a draw, whatever. Um, they then bring in um, Akin Fenwa on and, and McCleary, to a degree, changed the way that they played and actually put Forrest on the back foot for a little bit. But they did soak up the pressure for those 10 minutes and then went and scored a pretty incredible goal on the break, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo Cook says that he'd switch the strikers. I don't think I agree. I thought Guerrero looked much better and I don't think he's yeah. the number nine. Taylor said afterwards he's definitely not um, a target man, which is what we've been led to believe when he signed from Olympiacos. Um, so I'd probably disagree with you there, Leo. Um, Greg Orr makes a good point about Colback's best game since his return. I, I thought Colback was m- much better than he has been. He looked like the player from his previous loan spells breaking up play and um, making more of a nuisance of himself. What did you make of Colback, Lisa? Yeah, I thought that was probably his best game since he came back. And it's, you know, you've got to remember that with with Jack, he was out of football for a while. You know, he wasn't in the Newcastle squad last season. He had to get his fitness back. And um, whilst Forrest signed him quite early on in the transfer window, once the last season had finished, um, they, you know, it was it, they weren't back in training for a bit. So they... Um, there are players, and I would say Guerrero is another one that actually will come into his own as the season grows. And I think we we have got a squad that is has got strength in depth for the first time in quite a while. Mm, mm, that's true. They've got a good, some good options there. I think um, if we look at the game, then uh, I thought Wickham were actually decent. To be fair, and I can see them staying up if they've got enough goals in them. Forest were a bit more ruthless, and they they scored a good goal to go ahead, didn't they? Christie's another player take him some stick um but he was better today and he put in a really good cross for um taylor to head in to be fair didn't he uh, he did i thought christy had a really good game um and i think th- there should be positives and there is t- from today's game there are positives all over the pitch you know um f- fans are very very quick to make sure that there's a scapegoat after every game and i d- i honestly don't get it you know um that you know callback had a really good game um christy like you say put in a really good um cross for the goal um everybody worked really hard and i i just think it is a work in progress to a degree you've got to remember forest were in quite a tough place at the end of last season going into this season without very much time to get over it um and whilst there have been quite a lot of new signings um they, they need chance to gel and ultimately we are seven games into Hooton's reign and we've only lost one of them so that's got to be a positive surely yeah and they really should have beaten Rotherham as well but for that you know Torres-esque miss from Graben uh on on the night you you know I might nightmares about that one forever um <laughs> Dan Cook says, great win. Looks like people in the US are celebrating. <laughs> Nothing else to celebrate are, out there, is there? <laughs> well, I think those are blues, not reds, celebrating in America, if I've got my uh, Democrat and Republican colours right there. But, yeah, I think we're all happy all round, or hopefully we all are. Um, 
where else shall we comment on? Um, Aidan Fisher says about McKenna being the best signing for years. I asked um, Cuton afterwards about McKenna and Figueiredo as a pairing. He's been impressed with them. I think, is it fair to say McKenna's been the, the senior partner in there who's, who's out, you know, he's overshadowed Figueiredo, but Figueiredo was, uh, was pretty good today as well, wasn't he? He was, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's quite interesting, you know, that McKenna is getting all the plaudits and Figs has been steady. Um, and I guess, you know, a, a lot of fans are saying that, that Worrell will be the second part of that partnership when he's back fit. Um, but I do think, you know, a co- competition is for, for the places is good. Um, and I don't, you know, where, where Figs, um, does kind of command a little bit more um, is is when when we're going forward and we're attacking and he gets himself in really good positions and and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's good that we've got the option. And but um, but McKenna, yeah, he is a really good signing. You know, he, he does steady that ship. And I think to a degree, at at some point, he is potentially a future captain of the side. So what's the long-term pairing then for you? Worrell and McKenna or Figueredo and McKenna? I mean, I assume um, McKenna is one of the two. Yeah, I mean, it's it's McKenna and a, another, isn't it? You can't kind of um, say that it that it's not going to be. Um, but I, I would expect that it will be Worrell. What about in terms of Forrest actually looking like an attacking threat all the way through, or not all the way through as we discussed, but for most of it, and they... Do you think they probably should have gone on to win three or four, but for some good saves by the keeper? They should. I mean, that the save from the keeper from um, from Arta was um, was brilliant, and I mean that whole move was just. Um, I, I was I was pretty chuffed with that, to be honest. I was like, yeah, that was that was really good, and and it was only the fact that their keeper was um, as good as he was that that wasn't it, that it didn't make it, you know. a, a a three nil comfortable win, whereas two nil was kind of you know we needed that second goal because they were kind of on the front foot and we were were kind of kind of not um, at that mm. point. By the same token, the, the second goal did steady the ship for Forest, and there was at that point only ever going to be one winner. And Taylor kind of gave a complete centre forwards performance. You know the best one I've seen for. Um, a while, certainly this season, you know, he scored two very different goals. He should have set up the third for Arta, like you say. His link-up play was good and he was more energetic. He didn't give the ball away as much as he had. Do you think uh, he cemented his place even when Graben's fit now or not as the, as the leading striker? Or is, or is it too early to say? Um, he's on four goals. Uh, so he wouldn't necessarily drop him. Um, and competition is is a good thing, um, but we all know. I mean, I've I've always always been um, very much in the Lewis Graben is a very very good footballer camp. Um, I've got the wrong guest on here to slag off Graben. <laughs> sorry, um, I, I I have. He's you know Lewis Graben for me has has always been underrated, um, but everywhere he goes, he kind of everybody says the same thing about him, that he gets to a point where he's had enough and then he gets lazy and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we've, that's, the, that's unfortunately what Forest fans have seen from him this year, that he's not um, started very quickly, but then he hasn't started very quickly in the last two seasons. And I'd love to see the two of them play alongside each other. Um, you know, that would be quite an exciting partnership and, and one that you would expect goals to come from both of them. Mm. Where do you think this leaves um, 
Freeman now because Guerrero's done well and Freeman hasn't really hit the heights and he's a lone player. Do you think Freeman might be bumped down the pecking order or do you see him getting uh, a chance again soon and the, the challenge has been laid down now that he's really going to have to step up, isn't he? He really is, but you know that that's well, let's go back to the strength in depth conversation you know to have someone like Luke Freeman on the bench um and and he's got to work for his work for his place um but he is absolutely quality um so how good is it that you know if you get sort of a, a player like Guerrero who 60 65 minutes in is getting tired because he's not been playing many minutes and he's not match fit um and you've got someone like um Freeman that can come on for the for the last half an hour um, other teams aren't going to look at the, the forest bench and go, oh, that they're not very strong. Which last season was my worry all the way through. That from when you kind of got past the first eleven or maybe twelve, thirteen players, there wasn't anybody that could come on and change the game. Whereas this year, we've actually got that. There's a comment here from Steve Shelson about Forest will get better from here. Do you think that's right now? Because they've got international break, then they've got. Barnsley, who, you know, are not the best side in the world unless they're playing Nottingham Forest, and then Bournemouth, who aren't going to be easy. Are we getting a bit carried away with, a, you know, one very lucky result on Wednesday and uh, a decent result today? Or are you feeling, are you optimistic now? You know what, the, the next three games are quite tough. One, because Barnsley always seem to uh, be a thorn in our side. Um, but Forest, over the last few seasons, have gone out and against teams where you wouldn't expect them to pick results up, they have picked results up. Um, and that's kind of got to be the yardstick, hasn't it? That actually, if we, if in the next three matches, we come out of that with five or six points or whatever, um, you would take that as, as a very good return on those three games. Um, but anything can happen. You know, we, we'll, we'll, Forest will probably lose, lose against Barnsley because that's what happens. Um, and then go and pick really good points up away at, at Bournemouth, which which will be tough. Um, but it's a game, you know, they, they lost their leading scorer in the summer. Um, so whilst they are doing really well, uh, it's it's not out of Forest's hands that they can't go out there and do something that, that would surprise you. Mm. Um, just a couple more before we go then. Um... Owen Bailey picking up on the key point. Thought he had his best game in a Forest shirt today. Uh, he was given some problems early on by the winger. Was it Horgan? I forget his name. Who I thought was pretty good for for Wickham, but he recovered well. Do we give Christie credit for um, you know stepping up as as Freeman's just been challenged to? I think we do because he you know last week and he he kind of came out and said he held his hands up. He was at fault for the goal, and you've got to remember that they are human beings and mistakes are part of our nature and are part of our makeup. And for the for the fact that he did come out after and held his hands up and said it was my fault and I, and I am responsible for it, he still got the uh, the old Twitter um, negative Nellies kind of giving him grief, and you just think, just come on that he's new to the side and, OK, he's not Matty Cash, but Matty wasn't Matty Cash 18 months ago. So let's just be positive and, and see what's, what's, what's to come because there is still a lot of football to be played. Um, a couple more, because I told you 15 minutes maximum, it's been 15 minutes. Um, Leo says, uh, Amiobi and Ribeiro are a good partnership. Are we seeing more of that and that link up from last season? Do you think that's something there to build on with with Ribeiro back in the side now? 
Yeah, I mean, he has looked, he, he's, he's come back in and he's just taken that chance with both hands, hasn't he? He's looked really, really steady in the last two games. And um, I, I actually made the point earlier that you've got Amiobi, who who can be unplayable at times, but for him to go off and the player that you're bringing on for him is Lolly, um, you kind of go, yeah, I'll, I'll deal, deal with that. And and it, it is it does take a very, very good manager to be able to deal with the, the size of the squad that Forrest have got. And and at the moment, they, they do seem to be playing for each other. They seem to have a good um, team morale again, which had kind of gone a little bit. You know, it was there was that where the, the, that maybe the dressing room morale had been lost with Sabri um, in there. But it is onwards and upwards. And I, I just think we've got to be positive because there's there's so many things not to be positive about at the minute that you kind of want the football to be good. True, true. Um, Greg Oram says, we've shaken off the hangover now, seven games, 3-3-1 three, three, uh, in terms of Houston's record. I'm not sure I completely agree. I think we're on the way to shaking off the hangover. I don't think, if you take Taylor's goal out of Wednesday, they were pretty average against Coventry. So I don't want to get too carried away but I think that Houghton has got them on the right track have you um, just before we finish then Lisa what have you made of Houghton so far um, I said when we were kind of in the blip with Sabri that for Forrest to go forward we needed somebody that um, knew the championship and could kind of hit the ground running now whilst the football to a degree hasn't been the prettiest and there have still been I think some surprise selections made because um, he's picked certain players over other players and the football hasn't necessarily been that much different. Um, there are signs that he will start to tweak and he will. And he won't, I don't think he'd be afraid of change either. I really like him. I think, you know, this has got to be Forrest's best chance of getting out of the championship. And even though we are still kind of languishing in the wrong half of the table at the moment, um, we know ourselves as Forest fans, how quickly that can change. You know, we've seen it in the past. We've seen how Forest can implode. We can see we've seen that other teams have, have also pressed the self-destruct button. Um and I, I think we've got to be positive that if and if and if Hooton can't get us out of this league, no one can. <laughs> oh God, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> well no yeah, no managers lasted that long, so we'll see. We'll see. Right, Greg or um can we have more Lisa on, please? Um, well, Greg, she drove a tough bargain between the Strictly schedule and her dinner, um, but we, we negotiated uh, now. So, uh, yes, if she's not such a, a hard negotiator next time. Um, international break comes at a good time, says Dan Cook. Chance to build on partnerships on the training ground and improve going forwards, which I think is true. Uh, let's finish then, Lisa. I'll give you the last word. Are you uh, optimistic the playoff push is coming there? Or are you just thinking, let's get into mid-table and see what happens? Uh, I think Hewton will have been given um, a very clear idea of what is required from him this year. Um, and I think that the Forest, regardless of the, the position that we are at the moment, um, I think that they've got to go for top six. I mean, ultimately, they missed out by one goal last year. Um, we stayed up by one goal a couple of seasons earlier. Um, so, you know, times have changed a little bit, but I think we have got to got to aim for the top six. And um, Pierce, when he was our manager, um, 
you know, we were at the end of October or going into this international break, we, we'd sit there top of the league, really, really pretty. And we all know how that ended. So um, it's it's a there's a lot of football still to be played. And I'm, I am quietly optimistic that we're not out of the running yet. No, true. Let's enjoy tonight. Derby are bottom of the league for at least two weeks and the mega Yay! box owner hasn't arrived yet. So let's see what happens there. Um, although I do feel sorry for Philip Koku. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but he's had some stuff to put up with, to be fair, as a manager. Right. He has. Um, he has. He has. Thanks to everyone who's watched along. Uh, there's been lots of you here at 8.20 on a Friday. Saturday, not Friday. Saturday nights. We appreciate that. Lisa, thanks for um, coming on and drawing yourself away from Strictly. Is it finished yet or not? Is it still on? No, no. There's, there's elves on screen at the moment. I've got no clue what's happening. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Right. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back on Tuesday, uh, a full podcast with Sarah Clapson returning from holiday and Gary Bertels, who uh, always goes down well on here. So uh, have a good weekend, everyone, and we shall see you soon. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.